Welcome to IB Talk, the leading podcast for the insurance industry across Australia, New Zealand, and throughout the Asia Pacific region. Brought to you by Insurance Business. Hello, and welcome back to IB Talk. I'm Danny Wood, news editor of Insurance Business Australia. Many business sectors and the insurance industry in particular are suffering from a chronic shortage of talent. The challenges include an aging workforce and the need to find better ways to attract and train new talent. Gillian Davidson is an experienced senior commercial insurance partner with Spark Hillmore Lawyers in Sydney. Her insurance law work includes risk advising global insurers, corporations, governments and also faith-based organisations. Gillian has just got back from London where she's been able to observe the talent shortage over there firsthand. What can Australia learn from it? Gillian, welcome to IB Talk. Thanks, Daniel. Nice to chat with you. Yeah, you too. Um, across the insurance industry from where you sit, is calling this a, a war on talent a good way to describe things? Well, whether it's a good way or not, it's it's a fairly sort of aggressive or or kind of um, you know alarmist sort of description. But but it's certainly a common term that's easily understood, and it doesn't just apply to insurance or the professional services. It's really a term that's used across many sectors, and quite frankly, we just kind of go, yeah, we get it, uh, we understand what that issue is about, and it's about finding the right resources for our business. I know you just got back from from London uh, recently enough that you're still suffering a little from the jet lag, um, <laughs> but but I, but I understand you are fairly struck by the relatively elderly average age of the insurance industry workforce there. Well, I mean, I think it's a reality across a lot of markets, but I I had some engagement with the CEO of the London Market Group, who um, Carolyn Wagstaff, who really has as front and centre of her objectives and strategy to bring to the London market across the various groups that she represents in that London Market Group, fresh talent. And she was the one that really had the statistics and the information about the nature of the workforce in that market and quite frankly it's it's it may be a little bit different in certain markets around the world but it's a, it's a reflection of of insurance i think um, but in the london market what her statistics were that there were more people in the london market over the age of 50 than there were under the age of 30 and mm. that was something that she and her organization are committed to trying to rebalance yeah, so what are some of the things they're trying to do? Well, they're sort of recognising that they need to have a story, they need to have a narrative around what participating in a career in the insurance industry means. She had some interesting um, discussions about engaging at school level um, and, and you know, really trying to get some curriculum written that, that sort of explained the issues of risk and insurance. And then that sort of went through to university engagement, and and really just trying to look at ways in which they could include into the market a, a much sort of if you like a much younger cohort from the from the beginning of their thinkings about what their future professional lives might look like. So it sounds like it's still in its fairly early stages, or have any of these kind of programs been rolled out yet? Yeah, I, th I think some of them have been in schools and and, and in universities. Um, and I know in Australia, uh, many you know the, our similar organisation of ANSIF 
also had an education program that was seeking to, to lift the profile of the insurance industry and to, to educate and, and um, ensure that both young students and school age were aware of what the opportunities were in this industry. So I think conversations about it have been around for a long time. I don't think this is necessarily new, but it's really just a reflection that, that there has to be a commitment to that. And from your observations in Sydney and London, I mean, do you see that is the situation pretty well the same here or are there any Australian eccentricities happening in the talent situation? Um, well, I think it's a competitive um, market that we're in. I suppose what I would see, I mean, this is just my anecdotal observation, obviously, as we came out of COVID and we saw that people had made decisions about how perhaps they wanted to live their lives or what areas that they wanted to practice in, there were, if you like, flights from certain spaces. And, and so, you know, we, we read about the great resignations. And, of course, Australia had their borders closed for so long. So really there was a challenge challenge about finding enough staff in various roles, not just in the insurance industry. Since then, over the last year or two, I think that has settled down to some, some degree. But I think it would be fair to say that, that we're constantly looking for the very best talent. And, um, you know, whilst, you know, I wouldn't presume to sort of have the exact statistics, I think that we're facing a similar issue of, of just making sure that, that people as they're making selections about career opportunities, are aware of those that are available in the insurance industry. I know at Spark Helmore, you've got some specific ways you're trying to do that. And what are you doing to try and attract insurance law talent at Spark Helmore? We're trying to do a, a lot of things. We're trying to sort of develop relationships and sponsorship opportunities with universities and to, to educate them as they go through their degrees or the opportunities available for them. We're trying to look for ways in which we can support specific insurance-related subjects to be included in the curriculum, which will help and drive interest. You know, we participate in student podcasts. I've done a podcast for the UTS, for example, on what it means to be an insurance professional. We have a graduate program that, that kind of really focuses across our areas. We sponsor the young professionals. So we, we try to get across many different sectors of it. You're doing a lot there. And, and I suppose these conversations, as you'd know, I mean, when the industry tries to engage with the wider world, they do sometimes come back to this Im image of the industry, which is mm. pretty negative and sometimes well earned. I mean, how, I mean, how do you confront that or, or what do you do about yeah. that elephant? Yes, I, I think I, I'm glad you've asked that question because we've we've kind of come up with a fairly well, I think it's pretty exciting. It's certainly a lot of fun. We've recently created the Spark Helmore Insurance Academy, which is intended to shine a light on what we describe as the extraordinary world of insurance. And the program provides a sort of training on key insurance topics, both sort of technical and legal, to graduates and junior lawyers and to our clients. We're integrating it with our clients. And the central kind of tenet of the program is to bust a number of those myths around insurance itself. And so, for example, we start with, you know, myth number one, insurance is boring and simple. And so we sort of call it out and then we create a program around, well, have you thought about this? This is, and we explain the challenging sector and provide opportunities that you know, that, that it does, say, dealing with complex financial products or its emerging markets. 
then we might talk about, oh, another myth might be that it's an old-fashioned industry. And so we'll talk about how it's continuously and directly um, influencing technological advancements, um, how, how it's interfacing with the issues around climate and the climate risk and just the role that insurance companies are expected to play. Um, another myth may be it's the, the insurance industry is an unstable industry. And we talk about how really it's been around for centuries. We, we outline the history of it, where it came from, and how important it is to the backbone of our economy and for us all to live in safe, you know, really in, in the safest um, environments in the world are where there are strong insurance markets. Um, mm. Some of the other myths, you know, insurers only think about themselves and profits. And so that's when we talk about how it focuses on climate change, cybercrime, political risk. Yeah. So so that's that's kind of that's just a little snapshot of some of the the sort of, if you like, the, the subject issues that we cover. And we engage with our clients um, who come and talk about their specifics. And, it, and it's really just about opening up our young graduates thinking to to how insurance is really much more um, than than perhaps what they might have assumed. One of the things that surprised me, I've not been in the industry very long and come from a, more of a general news background was was um, I assumed that insurers don't pay a lot of a lot of claims. I wasn't sure how much, but in my head it was a big figure. And I was always amazed to see these 99, 98, 99.7% yeah. figures. I mean, is that is that is that yeah. some pushback? Is it just me or do you get a bit of pushback on, hey, hang on, insurance companies are these bad guys who don't pay claims? Is is that a is that a widely held myth, do you think? Um well, it's so completely wrong. Mm. <laughs> um what 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 gets a lot of noise are the are the claims that are that are, are rejected and claims are rejected because either the policy that has been provided in respect to that claim does not respond or there's something about the way in which the claim was made which would an, entitle it to be challenged but the fundamental principle that underlines the the insurance industry is the doctrine of utmost good faith that is that in on on receipt of a premium there is an understanding that a claim will be paid and certainly in my experience that is a doctrine that is accepted and really at the mainstay of why this industry is is uh, so viable and flourishing. Um, of course, from time to time, there are outliers of policies that are written that that um, um, are not reputable or perhaps um, are weak. But in a in a in a regulated environment like Australia, where we have um, you know where we have the Prudential Regulation Authority, we have many, we have the uh, Financial Complaints Authority. There are many many mechanisms and oversight or bodies that really ensure that Australians you know you know are, are really well well served by the um, insurance industry. Apart from the industry being committed to well serving the Australian people itself. Gillian Davidson with Spark Helmore Lawyers in Sydney. Thanks very much for sharing some time with IB Talk. Thanks, Daniel. Thank you for listening to IB Talk. For the latest episodes, be sure to follow us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts.